Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I am your other co-host, Adrian. Uh, so welcome back. Uh, Adrian, what have you been up to this week? Um, so this past weekend, our parents came up to visit uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, so they came, which is why we recorded early, because they came up on Thursday night. Mm. Um, so hung out with them briefly on Thursday night, and then actually p- ended up playing board games um, with one of my friends from community group and another friend mm-hmm. that we made from uh, playing board games at UNH and then one of his other friends who I hadn't met before. So it was kind of, it kind of felt bad cause I was like ditching on mom and dad, but we had been trying to like schedule this game night forever. And so I was like, you know what? It's okay. That's how they I felt ha- when I heard about it from mom and dad. They had just been <laughs> driving. So it's reasonable to just kind of want to crash after mm-hmm. driving for mm-hmm. you know, eight, 10 hours. Yeah. Um, but I felt like it was important. And so it was good. Um, so did that. And then, um, so that was Thursday. And then Friday in the evening, when Becca and I went and got dinner with my parent, our parents. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So this was experience. I, mm-hmm. I decided to take us to the burger bar. No, I decided... <laughs> I decided to take us to uh uh what was Barrio, El Barrio or something that's just Barrio. I don't okay. know. So I have been to this restaurant once in my life. This was on like a Sunday afternoon. It was a yeah. nice like sit down Mexican restaurant with great tacos. Okay. Um So Ooh. this this is what I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah, uh, uh, when I say let's go to this place, and Becca's like multiple times, "Are you sure you want to take your parents here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds great. It's a little Mexican restaurant." We show up there on a Friday night. It is no longer a nice little Mexican restaurant. It Mm -hmm. is now like a full-on bar with college students just pouring everywhere. And so we're like, "Is that like a? Is that in in? It's in Portsmouth." In terms of like, they are getting drinks, or they're just they are present lots of places. Both. Okay. Um, it's packed with people. The wait is like an hour. We're like, okay, maybe we'll do this. We're sitting there. We find this weird like studio, like art place. So we sit there for a little bit. At this point, we're just like, why are we even here? I'm How bohemian feeling, of you. I'm feeling terrible because I have led us all into this terrible experience. So then we call the burger bar, which you would think it has a bar in the name, right? It's more yep. of a bar than this other place. It's just a nice little Mexican restaurant. Nope, it's less of a bar. Hmm. Um, call them. I was like, how long is the wait for a table for four people? And they're like, actually, we have a spot for you right now. And I was like, okay, we'll be over. Nice. So we walked over there. We ended up eating at the burger bar. We had some buffalo tots, which was two thumbs up. I only gave yeah. one, but I'm going to give it two. Um and got some other, got some burgers, got a lot of food. Uh, question. Yeah. Have you ever had a chimichanga? Yeah, I have actually. It's kind of like a weird burrito. I had a chimichanga for the first time in my life this past week. Mm-hmm. And someone told me that it's not as good as you think. I want to say that they're wrong. It's it's like a burrito, but better. Yeah, it's like a burrito, but like it's like a burrito and an enchilada mixed. 
Well, no, like most like real burritos that you get, you kind of eat yeah, yeah, with a yeah. fork and knife. That's true. But that's it's true. like it's fried. Right. No, it's good. It's Same delicious. Good. I also okay. So I went to. Sorry to be hijacking, no, but this okay. is this is another Mexican restaurant related story. Go for it. I was uh, I was coming back from Lake Placid, mm-hmm. and I hadn't eaten dinner, and so I was. This is like Saturday night. It's mm-hmm. eight o'clock, and I'm like, man, I really want to eat Taco Bell. And Naturally. but the the guys that I was with, I was like, no, let's get McDonald's. This is a different story completely. Uh, but so I get McDonald's and then I just felt like gypped at a Taco Bell. So mm-hmm. I went to Taco Bell, like, I think Monday just mm-hmm. during the day. It, yeah. It was like 11 o'clock on Monday. You know? no. It was like 1040 on a Monday. I roll into Taco Bell. Happy hour? <laughs> yeah. No, AM. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I roll into Taco Bell and I had been. I, I okay. I keep trying to tell Amelia that chalupas are the samosas of Mexican food. Chalupas she, are the samosas of Mexican of Mexican food. food. She uh, what, does not what does believe that me mean? at all. <laughs> How, do you, are you familiar with samosas? I mean, it's basically just like orange juice and like. No, no, no. You're thinking. You're thinking of mimosa. Oh, what's a, a samosa? samosa? Remember those things that Michael Scott thinks are s'mores in the episode Diwali. Samosa, yeah. Okay, I don't know what a samosa is. I just so, okay. been thinking about mimosas, and this is why sam- I was really confused. No, a samosa <laughs> is a. Uh, there's usually meat and vegetables in a pastry dough that is deep fried. Okay. Um. So I I keep because I had a samosa for the first time, and I'm like, listen, this tastes exactly like a chalupa. Even the beef here is strangely like Taco Bell. I feel like uh, you're probably either overselling the chalupa or underselling the samosa. When's the last time you had a chalupa? Um, it's been a while. Because Ch- chalupas are delicious. Uh, no, trust so, me. No, that's used to be the only thing I got at Taco Bell. I I I go into Taco Bell. I'm having a hankering for a chalupa. Did you get the and cheesy get there, crusted one? They have cheese fried. <laughs> chalupas and i'm like yes please <laughs> trust me uh, i know there's a commercial <laughs> for taco bell something you best believe i know exactly what it I, is i don't watch tv so i didn't know this i just rolled into taco bell and mm. found out that they exist and mm-hmm. i'm like oh sign me up yep uh so it's 10:40. i'm sitting alone in a taco bell literally no one else is there because it's 10:40. <laughs> right they just opened <laughs> No, they have breakfast, breakfast there, so they've yeah. been open, but it's that weird but time where they serve there. both breakfast and mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. So, eating this chalupa by myself, uh, it was a great time. <laughs> I didn't Did tell Amelia. She'll find out about it on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> nice. You have to hide I the keep, chalupa eating from I her. know. I keep trying to tell her that chalupas are the samosas of... Mexican food, but she never believes me. Yeah, I think and never wants fair. to go to Taco Bell. No, so she's she's probably not going to. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that was our Friday night, and then mm-hmm. on Saturday, <laughs> this is my Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, we got up and went to um, Mackenzie's farm, which is a big like apple orchard farm they have like oh bl- blueberries and raspberries and did mom and dad tell you you were so millennial um i think they made a comment of we can be true millennials or something like that yeah 
They think uh, that apple picking is like the pinnacle of millennialness. It, it it kind of is though because who went apple picking for fun before millennials? Uh, Jim and Pam. They might be millennials. I don't know. They they might be. Um, but I think that saying Jim and Pam is does that make also me a millennial. Makes you, yeah, it still it doesn't help you. Um, Whatever. Anyway, so we did that. We went. Um, our friend Daria works there. She got us some apple cider donuts. Let me tell you, I've had apple cider. I heard they were great. I've had apple cider donuts even at McKenzie's multiple times. These were the best apple cider donuts I've had ever hmm. and at McKenzie's Farm. It was amazing. Um, walked around, picked some apples. Haven't eaten any of those apples, which probably should get on that. Um, but it's I've- so cold. That like I I once went in like my car, so. six months of having apples in the bottom of my fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So we did that, and we had hot apple cider, and it was cold, so it was good to have hot apple cider. Except Dad mm-hmm. refused, and then got himself some cold apple cider, which is fine. Um, I sound like such a bro on this episode, by the way. Why? I'm at Taco Bell at 10:40. <laughs> I keep apples in my fridge for six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um and then um did we do anything else? That was kind of it we did that. It was kinda of cold and rainy. Mm. Then from there we went to Stonehouse Pond, which is a great little hike around this beautiful little pond. Um beautiful tr- the trees are just beautiful. I told mom because she had like s- texted us and was like, This is the best fall I've ever seen in my life. She yeah. literally, they literally got here like two days right after peak. Like it was just everything oh, nice, all of a sudden nice. just exploded. Um, and so they were like here right then. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it was a great little hike. Um, God, I don't, I don't know. You just, it can't really explain the beauty of the fall mm. and in New England around a small pond. Yeah. But it's just a, like, it's a transcendental thing. But think about the most beautiful fall picture you can think of. And that's pretty, pretty close to this. And then we went and had lunch at Flight, our favorite coffee shop. And then we went to that antique store that we went to last week, the previous weekend, took mom there and dad. He came along, but (laughs) mainly for for mom um, and just kind of looked around, did some exploring. And then Mm -hmm. after that, um, Becca and I left because then we were going to to Boston to see the Head and the Heart, which you probably oh, also yeah. feel feel like we were abandoning our parents. Which again, I kind of yeah a, little, a bit, little bit, but I'm not too worried about it because Becca got the tickets for me like back in August for my birthday, so mm-hmm. it's okay. There's nothing to be done about it, and we had a great time. Uh, so we went and saw the Head and the Heart. We saw them in at some weird. Um, it's not weird. It's just where the Boston college i don't remember it's probably boston university it's one of those two plays hockey we tried to go to a mexican restaurant again yeah but it was full so we couldn't get in we went and got pizza it's kind of like mods pizza but not really they just Mm -hmm. make you the pizza as opposed to you make the pizza Hmm. so we got like um it was like bacon and pineapple and hot honey or something like that it was pretty nice oh yeah um Anyways, I was unimpressed the last time I got hot honey this was on a pizza. Good. This is pretty good stuff. Um, mm. I'll try to wrap this up. Um, the concert I was, was just great. listening to to Dreamer mm-hmm. on my Austin. my phone. Yeah, 
it was so upsetting. They if I had in the heart. The least amount of songs they played was from uh, that album. Uh, that's sad. That's your favorite is, album. I know. <laughs> it's. I mean, their new album is good, but that album is my favorite of theirs. Yeah. They played. They did play some off of theirs, so, and it was very good. It was a very good concert. Hmm. Um, but yeah. I was just listening to Dreamer, mm-hmm. and my my phone decided to, I don't know why, but remove every every song from my phone, other than six songs by Bonnie Vare, and two Chance the Rapper albums. Nice. <laughs> why? Why would you do this to me, phone? Bonnie Vare was playing in Boston too this past weekend. Uh, some people you should have gone. I I. It, the thought passed through my mind, but it wasn't, you know, strong I hear, to actually get I it. hear the light show is all. I was, I was thinking, I was like, should I drive four hours to Toronto to see Bonnie Vare because that's easily the closest venue to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't. So that's that's, mm. that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm probably way over my time limit. So on things we can, things I did this week. So mm, whatevs. Uh, I did get to have a fun anecdote about Taco Bell. That's there. true. Do you have anything um, else that you want to share from your week? Well, I went I went to Lake Placid with my friend Steve and his friend Pravda. I'm not really sure if that's his name or not, but I'm pretty confident it is. Okay. Is he Russian? Um, no. He is – he's from Barbados. Uh, okay. He His ethnicity is Indian. Like the subcontinent, mm-hmm. uh, but he considers himself to be British. Fascinating. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Steve had never been into the Adirondacks, despite being in Potsdam for uh, like three years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were s- slightly past peak, um, so it wasn't as good. But this was this was going to be the best weekend left of the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's windy and rainy now, and so everything's gonna be dead after today. So mm-hmm. it's good we went when we went. Um, the white white face was closed. We were trying to drive to the top of it, yeah. because of a, a sewage emergency. What is that? Sounds bad. Do I? I don't. Know? I don't know. It sounds unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to know. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah, like investigate or anything. That's but, totally fair. Uh, it was a good time, but, and then I got back and didn't get Taco Bell. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, Sunday, I didn't really do much. Um, oh, Amelia and I watched Downton Abbey on on Friday. The movie that was fun. Yeah. How did it live up to the hype? Did it drop the drop the ball? Um. So. Because they knew that Downton Abbey was ending, mm-hmm. uh, they ended things more or less where they wanted to. And so what this movie had to do was just maintain the happy status quo mm-hmm. that it left us on. And it did that. Um, I think some of the plots with the, the servants were a little ridiculous but fun. Um, Edith wasn't absolutely the worst which was a little surprising okay um she typically is uh i was worried matthew good wasn't going to be in it at all but he was mm-hmm. uh mary wasn't the worst either uh so that was kind of nice isn't she uh, branson the worst? she 
she's usually the second worst. Okay. Sometimes the worst. Okay. Uh, Edith really should be a, a sympathetic character, but everyone hates her. Interesting. Um, and I know that part, people will probably disagree who like also think that Mel and Sue are better than Sandy and Noel, but everyone, I don't, yeah, everyone hates Edith. In the show, everyone hates Edith. Everyone outside the show hates Edith. It's a weird thing. Mm. Is um, it kind of like Jerry? From Parks no. and Rec? No, because you can, like, it's it's much more visceral in Downton Abbey. It's, it's so, it's less of, like, a, a jovial. Yeah, it's like a, oh, ha, 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 Jerry, you just, Jerry. like, fell in your chili. No, <laughs> it's like a Edith. You are the worst. Yeah. Like, no one loves you. She gets left at the altar, like, three different times during the oh, show. Oh, wow. It's it's maybe only once, but it's it could definitely be twice. Still, I feel like once is enough to just yeah. be the, like, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, Branson is just unbelievably charming mm-hmm. uh, and dashing. So that's good. Uh, anyway... <laughs> What a segue. Becca uh, and I did finish uh, Sense and Sensibility oh, yeah. this week as well. How'd it go? Were you happy with how things how um, things ended up? I, I think so. Um, I don't know. I think I – I still don't really know. I think maybe the book would – so the part that was I was like, hmm – was like she ends up with Colonel Brandon in the end, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like, this seemed fast. Uh, yeah, um, I know you hate Colonel Brandon. I don't necessarily hate Colonel Brandon, um, but I just I just wasn't sure if he was right for her, you know. And I just didn't it, wasn't really sure. It does sure. feel because it's Jane Austen. You usually have this feeling of inevitability mm-hmm. for people who end up together, mm-hmm. and so that that exists. And it just, it feels like it's inevitable, and then it does, even if it is, like, she was just with Wickham, like, 13 seconds ago. Not Wickham, that's the wrong, that's the wrong one, but, yeah. And it was just, like, why, like, why is he even here if he's not going to end up with her anyways? Like, Willoughby's character, like, made more sense for him to, like, be there, and then she ends up not with him. I don't know. But he's such a rogue. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of the worst. I don't care for him at all yeah. anymore. I was hoping there's like this duel which I think is was just like symbolic of like her mind or something like that at one point. Yeah, no one really fights a duel in sensibility. Like, I I'm ready for Colonel Brandon to fight Willoughby and like get his revenge and avenge, you know, everyone, but that didn't happen, just in my mind. Hmm. Um, I, I felt bad for the oldest sister because she had to go through all that pain and then wasn't even yeah. able to, like, talk about it with her sister. And then her sister, yeah. like, flips out on her as if, like, you don't even know what I'm going through. And I'm just like, she knows exactly what you're going through. You're being a jerk mm-hmm. to her, and she can't even tell you. So that was kind of sad. But That's kind of her her vibe, though. Both of them. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, we were discussing how passive she is as a character. The oldest sister. Yeah. yeah. Um. But in in a in a good way. In like like, 
you shouldn't write a, a story like that, but it works. So I don't know exactly what that means, but she doesn't really make any choices. Mm, okay. Like Maybe. the 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 resolution the resolution to the story isn't brought about by the main character. You would say that she's the main character. Yes. Oh, I wouldn't have said that she's the main character. She, it's told from her perspective in the books. Okay. So that that you know that's different than a TV show. Right. But anyway, this isn't a sense and sensibility <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. Uh. What is this podcast about? So I just thought it would be interesting to talk about things in our lives that maybe are relatively new hobbies or interests or things. Not necessarily like new as in like the last month or something like that. Yeah. But just things that we have added to our life lives recently um, that we find interesting, why we enjoy them, and just, yeah, what what you enjoy about them. Mm-hmm. It's also is interesting, and we don't necessarily have to go into this, but I think that I'm terrible at hobbies where I think – not necessarily hobbies, but interests. I'm terrible at both of those things, and you're better at them than I am. But um, Yeah, but that's that's mostly because I'm like, a, I'm like compulsively obsessive. Yeah. Not obsessively compulsive, but compulsively <laughs> obsessive. It's true. It's true. So I have at least one or two things that I can talk about to some extent, which mm-hmm. will be very different than what you talk about probably. So do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What are you thinking? Sure. So I guess what's more recently, I have I have been doing much more um, persuasive writing. I, I That's not really the right term, but it's not like academic writing because it's not my academic writing. Mm-hmm. Um, through my website boundary effects. So that's been that's been that that's been nice because it's it gives me a a way to to better structure my rants about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk longer about books and, and think in a more focused way about books I'm reading and um different things I'm interacting with. Uh, so that's been really good recently. That's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, why do you, why has it been good? Why do you like this format? Um, um, I like the format because I, I feel like I can be more, broad in how I'm talking about things because mm-hmm. in in the recommendations section of the podcast I don't really have enough time or the clarity I guess to to say what I really want to about a book it, it's it's much easier to develop uh my thoughts on what the book is saying or or reflect on what a book is saying in a longer written format for me mm-hmm. than just spitballing about what I think something is about. And and it lets me draw different connections uh, 
and pull from different things like uh the one about the Joker that I just did. I'm comparing it to I mean largely to notes from underground. Mm-hmm. Um which I I think is warranted because of the the influences of Joker. Um I think it is really indebted to notes from the underground even if it doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Um so it's 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 nice for me because I can uh talk about Russian books more. It's uh, <laughs> basically, basically I'm secretly just using this as a way to talk about Russian books while uh on the surface I'm talking about other books slash the English language. It's uh-huh. really all about Russian books. That's that's not surprising. I do I worry sometimes that how could you be so chartless is too Russian. Okay. Um be, yeah, because most like a lot of the words that I'm interested in are are from Russia yeah. or why we spell Tolstoy the way we do. Because mm-hmm. I I would I'm like I should do one about the way that we spell czar. That's so fa- it's so it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but then I'm right. I'm like, uh, is this too Russian? I just spent a whole time talking about. I spent like a thousand words talking about the word bistro. Because uh, it's a fascinating word. Uh-huh. Um, but so yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Is this too Russian? But that's that's where most of my interests lie. And it's with loan words. It's much easier to to trace uh, the history of something. I was just mm-hmm. at a I was just at a dinner party with uh, this couple from our church because I'm a fancy adult now. Yeah. Um. And they were talking about places that they traveled, and I'm like, if I could take a vacation anywhere, I would go to Saint Petersburg. And the the uh, the the woman is she's like, why would you go to Saint Petersburg? I'm like, it's the greatest city in the world, of course. Um, but then I had to argue that that was true. Yeah. Um. And so it it gives me an an outlet to talk about Russian books and what I like about books. Yeah, it it lets me talk about the books that I like in a in a book way, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um yeah, actually I th- I think it does. Because in in the recommendation section I I talk about books assuming okay, not always assuming, but I I don't assume that the readers, uh, and when I say readers, of course I mean listeners, have much interest in books or uh, knowledge of books. And, and so with a, with a longer format, I can introduce books that I think are important, informative, and um, compare them to more popular things or compare really obscure books to more popular things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Makes sense. And talk about the word bistro. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I thought the one that was show and show is really fun because mm-hmm. I, I was talking to a couple people about the word show, and they're like, oh, wait, how have I never noticed that show is spelled S-H-E-W in the King James Bible? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, speaking of sense and sensibility, sense and sensibility – I think uses the word show like twice 
in the book, but mm-hmm. it's spelled with an E both times. So there next you time go. you're reading Sense and Sensibility or anything by Jane Austen, Jane Austen will always use S-H-E-W. If you're also reading Milton in the – if you're not reading like an updated version, he'll also spell show with an E. Uh, but anyway. That's a good tie-in to Sense and Sensibility. I, I appreciated the puns in the the comments of the show and show one. <laughs> Wait. On Instagram, where on, oh, on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, that okay, was, that's my two cents. Um, oh yeah, you can follow my website on Instagram or Twitter. Nice. Um, if you if you have such platforms. Nice. Um. So my my things are probably very different. I don't know. So so I'm think I was trying to think of what are things that I could qualify as hobbies or interests again people may disagree with them but i'm gonna go with it anyways so we talked about before probably several times about um film photography i'd say that i've gotten into that more in the past year or so than before Mm -hmm. um and so not only have i enjoyed just like that aspect of shooting film uh, but also the connection that like that has for Becca and I, um, mm-hmm. I think like I don't know. I think in some ways that's been the most fun aspect of it is just to like learn from her because she's like a professional, and also just to kind of understand, um, yeah, how how she sees things differently than I would, mm-hmm. um, and so like it's it's interesting. I don't know like my mind is just like okay so i remember like before we went to iceland i was like okay how do i take a good picture essentially and so you can like talk about the rule of thirds or whatever and so then of course like there's a rule so i have to follow it so every picture i take like this is what i'm thinking and then the other month when was it yeah end of august i guess when we were in new york i was we were taking pictures at the botanical gardens and I'm like, how do I take this picture of, like, a plant up close? Because, like, I can't, like, the rule of thirds doesn't work. And she's like, just just take it however it looks nice. Like, whatever it looks good to you. And so, like, it was, it's good in that it challenges me to, to, like, break off of, like, here are strict rules that I have to follow. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in a lot of ways, art doesn't really do that. And I wouldn't say that I'm a very artistic person, um, but it's 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 fun to like see that different b- difference between Becca and I, where she is more artistically minded than I am, and so mm-hmm. like okay yeah I can like get interested this in this and see not only the world differently, but also understand more of like who she is and like what or some of like her interests and hobbies and things that she loves to do. So that's, that's fun. And like, it's fun too to have opportunities where the two of us can go take pictures. Um, so I don't, the last time we went to a place over in, I think that was the last time over in, um, Maine, just across the river. Um, just took some mm-hmm. pictures. She had a big, like medium format film camera, um, which was fun. And just to, um, yeah, have that 
uh, like more knowledge that I have that I can like ask her other questions. So the other day I was over at her house and she was like editing photos for a wedding that she took. And so like, I can like ask picture, like more intelligent questions now that I like Mm -hmm. have slightly more understanding of what it is to take pictures. Um, I still have really almost no idea, but, um, and like, there's still lots of stuff about film. I don't know. Like I'd have no idea about like how to, um, develop film or any of that side of things or how like Mm -hmm. you can develop it. So it's different um, visual effects or whatever. I have no idea any of that stuff, but it's all really fascinating. Um, and I enjoy it. We haven't done it in a while. Um, but maybe we will actually, we might this weekend to be honest. Um, I was, uh, I was thinking it'd be cool if I built my own camera lens the other day. Cause I, because you do a lot a with camera. lenses anyways. Right, right. Um, I was setting up a camera in my lab, and it's it it doesn't come with a lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a bare CCD. Uh, and so I had to put a lens in front of it so you could actually see things downrange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like it's a fixed lens, and I don't have any apertures or uh, – uh, anything like that on it but so i was right. like hmm, i i know i know uh, the optics things that change things for i know how optics affects how you take images so right. it would be cool to to build my own lens but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also it'd be nice that camera is like it's like five thousand dollars yeah like and it, it we got it at like half price because it was the the travel one mm-hmm. i was like man it'd be so cool if i could take this outside and take pictures with it but uh unfortunately it uh because it has such high resolution it needs a dedicated card on the computer to get data off of it yep um so i would need to bring a camp or like a uh, a computer mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. which is like a desktop computer helpful. with me yeah yep. right um yeah so, so that's I... kind of a bummer but it's like it's twice HD resolution. It's got like ten times the dynamic range of most cameras. That's. But anyway, I don't even know what most <laughs> of that means. So yeah, I, th- I would say uh, that I'm not by any means like a expert photographer, um, but it is enjoyable. I have a roll of black and white actually that I uh, mm. shot from this su- this summer that I need to finish the roll and get developed. Um, but yeah. I it's been a, an enjoyable hobby and one that I get to do with Becca as well. So that's been that is just makes it doubly doubly fun. Mm-hmm. That's something I like about um, baking, mm-hmm. uh, which I've done a lot of this summer. And when I say I I don't really mean the summer, I mean the year. Yeah. Uh, but I did a lot this summer. Um, either. Like our first or second day, dependence on how you count it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just were baking bread. Yep. And which is, I recommend that to people because you have like three or so hours just built in of of waiting mm-hmm. anyway. So that's a nice time to get to know people. I don't know if I really recommend it or not, <laughs> but it worked out for us. I I think um, like. 
I think maybe not as like a first or a second date. Maybe, maybe I I think maybe a second date. What well, depends on if you n- like know the person. Right. I guess that's what I meant by like depending. Like uh, like if literally yeah. like you're yeah. getting to know the person on the right. That date, could be that could be really awkward just, for a first date. Right. It. I think it's. It, it's nice. It could be nice sometimes to have like, okay, yeah, we're at dinner to have like. I don't know. I guess baking bread can do the same thing. So, anyways. Um, but uh, that's been good. I also in my my the moment that I felt the most like a monk, mm-hmm. I was saying that you know I feel I feel like like baking bread is like liturgy. Uh, okay. You're participating in this like thousands year old tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh. But every every time you do it, it feels fresh and new, um, and so that was that was the moment I felt the most like a monk probably in my life. Yeah, um, which was which was thrilling, um, and so that's that's been good. Uh, feeling like a monk. Austin, you're like the only person who could say that feeling like a monk was thrilling. Why? I don't know. Do you know many people who would say? Yeah, I felt like a monk, and it was thrilling. I I don't know. Maybe mm, I would know, like maybe one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. At, but anyway, um, it's it's also been good to. Uh, it's it's something to do with my family. Um. Zach's trying to cook more, mm-hmm. uh, so we made we made curry the one time I was at home, so that yeah. was fun. Um, a a cooking show that he recommended on YouTube to me, I found a new cool recipe for a type of Indian bread mm-hmm. on it, and so been making that all this week. It's delicious and super easy, guys. Everyone should make it. Uh, what is it? It's called uh, Lacha Paratha. Okay. I think uh L A C C H A P A R A T H A. It is uh according to this guy, it's the show is uh, binging with Babish. It's the mm-hmm. closest thing to uh croissants that Indians have. And so it's just uh whole wheat whole wheat dough, uh water, salt, a little bit of oil. You need that until it's like uh, it comes together as kind of a uh, – it's a little tacky dough, and it, you knead it until it's slightly springy to the touch, and then you let it rest for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. uh, you break it into kind of small golf ball-sized balls, roll that out into to basically a tortilla. It, so if you're making roti, uh, that that's all you do. Uh, but this – it's fun. You then you slather it with butter or ghee if you're if you're fancy, mm-hmm. uh, and then you do an accordion fold with it, and then roll it into a, a a cylinder, and then you roll that out again. And so what that does is get you a bunch of really fine layers with butter in between them. And so if you know anything about croissants or pastry, that's uh, that's called laminating. Mm-hmm. You so you get these laminated layers, and then you. You fry that like you would a, a tortilla or like a normal roti, 
Um, and it's delicious. It the whole wheat is is so good that way. Um, and it's it's crispy and flaky. It's delicious. Uh, everyone should eat it. Um, and it's dirt cheap. Like you can buy you can buy a bag of whole wheat flour for like six dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and make like a billion of these. There you go. You probably need more. You need a you know a good amount of butter, but um anyway. So that's been yeah that's been fun. I also am doing more uh, creative writing these days than mm-hmm. I have. Um, not always in the past. I was gonna say by the way there, I do I I do love rules, um, in general. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, I, I like it when, when poetry has rules because then it makes sense to me as poetry. Um, so, so like sonnets, um, I like because they have such a defined um, rhythm and rhyme where writing them becomes kind of like a puzzle in some ways where it's mm-hmm. like you have, you have something you want to say and you have this structure that you need to fit it in. And so how do you, how do you, uh, get it to work out and and so they'll be like you know you need a specific word here mm-hmm. uh to get it all to come together well so i i think that can be really fun um but i it's been more i would yeah i was in a short story competition i've been writing more short stories mm-hmm. um writing some longer things so that's been fun too Nice. Yeah, I think the other thing I was thinking about, um, which, again, I'm just going to like go for it anyways, is getting into the uh, English Premier League and following that. Mm. Um, I, it's been like, the, I guess, since the World Cup, so like a year and a about a year, almost two years, I guess, maybe, year and a half. Um, but that's been really enjoyable. I, I think there is uh, there is partially a social aspect to it as well. Um, like one of my friends from, or like one of our one of the people down in the church plant in Brooklyn is from England, and so he loves mm. soccer. So like that's that's been like a fun connection there. Um, and then there's also another one of my friends from church who is like more into the Premier League than most people. Um, which I'm hoping to, I need to just kind of get together one Saturday and watch some soccer with him. But, um, so that's been fun and enjoyable. It's been fun to like pick a team and follow them. Um, and not like one of the like traditionally really good teams either, because it kind of is like Mm -hmm. fun to have that ebb and flow. It is interesting Mm -hmm. too. Um, I've learned to appreciate the like, the league set up more and like see the like um how having like promotion and relegation like really kind of makes things a little more exciting it's interesting because it it makes some things more exciting and then other things it makes less exciting and so like last year or last season west ham was like basically middle of the pack and was able like got out of the relegation zone pretty easily and Mm -hmm. so like it was like, okay, like I know they're not going to finish in like the top four or six, 
and like I know they're not gonna get relegated, so it's kind of like the end of the season's like kind of pointless. But then at the same time, like if I'm following like AFC Wimbledon, like it's like every week yeah. is like yeah. is just like painful because you're like, okay, are they gonna get relegated? Like, or are they gonna win? Like, it just like adds in so much more extra drama, which is enjoyable. Um, but yeah, that's been it's been fun, and even last. So last February, I got to go to a West Ham Liverpool game um, nice. when I was in England. So that was a ton of fun. Um, which I always th- I thought it was interesting too. Reflecting on it, it was like I went to a like a English football game before I went to an American football game. But oh yeah, um, so yeah, I've <laughs> never been to a football game. Me neither. Um, There's probably a correlation there. Probably, but. Um, this fall I will be. Um, nice. so that's so that's been fun. Love listening to listening to podcasts. It's interesting. It's like a whole like oh my goodness, yeah. It's like a whole like world of like. It, it's just interesting to be a part of. Um, okay, that sounds like I'm more of a part of it than I am. It, it's interesting to observe the world that is English football. Um. Mm. And just interesting to try to follow that and to to be a very small part of that. Um, again, I'm not going to consider myself a large part of that, but I enjoy listening to the podcast and like trying to understand what they're talking about because they like make all these mm-hmm. references to like like previous like famous soccer matches. I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I don't know these people. And then like I don't even understand some of their like slang because they're all english just words yeah <laughs> just like this is kind of interesting um so so yeah i think that's that's been something that i've enjoyed and i just like watching soccer in general um mm-hmm. so that's been something that i've enjoyed doing um and i'm worried i would fall in, into a black hole of just like watching past soccer matches let me tell you matches that's totally fair it's like bad facebook like knows that i like to watch soccer highlights yeah uh, it's just the worst and so like it just starts like showing me like the greatest messy clips of all time and i'm just like i if i just sit here i'll just endlessly watch these Mm. amazing soccer Mm. highlights forever and i can't do this but you know we survive somehow yeah like i yeah I was at dinner yesterday, and people were arguing about different. Uh, oh, I, I just found out that Ringo Starr is alive, mm-hmm. um, so that was pretty <laughs> wild. Um, but they were they were like debating about we uh, we heard Ringo Starr perform. No, that was no Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. You're right. You're right. You're right. McCartney, uh, by the way, not McCarthy. Whatever. <laughs> um. I don't know a lot about the Beatles, obviously. That's evident. Uh, about Ringo and uh, Paul McCartney's careers, mm-hmm. a- and uh, um, uh, in a diff- when I was going to Lake Placid, uh, they were arguing about uh, different David Bowie albums, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I should just listen to all all the music, but uh, you know, th- that's. I I don't I don't have the I can't invest all the time in everything, which is mm-hmm. too bad. 
because uh, I would I would love to. Mm-hmm. Also, ha- I I started listening to Broken Record this oh, week, no. which is I know it's just like uh, this is this is gonna pull pull me into the world of music mm-hmm. in ways that I I don't want to because I was listening to Billie Eilish's uh, album after listening to. Did you know that the the guy from the White Stripes and some guy from Led Zeppelin have a band together? It's like a Roots band. No, I didn't know that. They do. Um, and they're like, Billie Eilish blew my mind with the vocals on that. And I listened to it. And the very first thing that she does on that album is take her Invisaligns out of her mouth. And I'm like, no, this Wanna is the die. worst thing I've ever heard in my life. The, and the whole, the whole album, I feel like she is just way too close to the microphone. Mm-hmm breathing the entire time and it's awful man uh, let me tell you that may have nothing, just, that just might be an individual thing for austin to nothing hate those sounds. ruined muse for me more than when i i heard him breathing <laughs> because uh, th- there's so much of him breathing in muse songs and it just drives me crazy mm-hmm. if i if i was ever producing music i would edit all the breaths out of out of uh every single music i would yeah. i would go and find them mm-hmm. and just nope get rid of it well you also just have an extreme sensitivity to sounds yeah but listen to a muse song and think about how much he's breathing and okay if you ever want to enjoy muse again don't but if you don't care go for it I'm sure I'm going to be less offended by it than you. Uh, that's true, but I don't know. But uh, so anyway, yeah, the podcasts have also been destroying my life recently. Mm-hmm. Not that my other my other hobbies aren't destroying my life, but podcasts maybe are. Just because they're taking your time, or what? Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to that many podcasts, but I usually like, only I've, listen to them in in the car. Yeah, yeah. Like, I probably don't need to listen to, like, four podcasts a day. No, uh, I listen to, like, four a week. But I usually do end up listening to, like, four a day. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, that's uh, – so – uh, yeah, I don't have some like grand theory of hobbies. I, I just think they're nice because they, they fulfill my need to know everything about everything, um, and so they're. Yeah, I. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I I live my life just living from obsession to obsession, and so, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I couldn't not have hobbies. Because that's just like how I roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't think that we necessarily have to have some kind of understanding of hobbies or, but I think so. For me, it's very different. Like my hobbies are much more social, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for me, even soccer, like I'm never going. To, like hardly ever will I choose to do like to watch a soccer game if there is like some kind of social or spending time with people mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. event and or and like 
just or just watch the soccer game with other people. Um, and so most of most of my hobbies and interests would definitely be on the social side, which again just points to who we are as people. But mm-hmm. but yeah. But also, if you guys do make bread, don't use a mixer. Just use your I don't hands. recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, th- listen, this is from me, and I don't know if you know, but <laughs> y- you know how much I hate <laughs> getting things in my hand. But that's important for bread. It. Let me tell you, people, if you know the hatred that he just talked about for Billie Eilish breathing, just imagine that for things on his hands. Did did we talk to, did I talk to you about that uh that podcast that I listened to by Mike Rignetta about misophonia? It was one of my favorite you moments did. in the, in did. existence. Yeah, you did. But they they she was talking about how is she relating it to textures and I hate so many textures too. Mhm. Mhm. Um mm-hmm. but no, cuz 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 bread is different every time you do it. And so it's it's not always about the having the exact right measurements and things. You just – you need to know how how what you're aiming for feels like and then add whatever water or flour you need mm-hmm. um, and kneading or not kneading uh, to get it to be like that. Fair. Uh, so, yeah, I guess recommendations. Yeah, go for it. Try some Lacha Paratha. Uh, it's easy to make. The accordion folding is is kind of hard, um, but it's pretty forgiving. So, go for it. Um, I like to imagine that it's good for me, but I'm sure it's not. Uh, there's whole wheat in it. Didn't you say earlier that you're gonna need a lot of butter? You do need a lot of butter. It's <laughs> so I I made eight of them, or, or Amelia and I made eight of them on. Wednesday, I think. No, that was probably Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We did it Monday and Tuesday because they were delicious on Monday. Um, and we we used probably uh, like four tablespoons. No, it's probably two tablespoons of butter. That's not that bad. It might have been four, which is a little bad. But it's not like we ate eight of them in, in, <laughs> in, in the city. city. That's bad. yeah, uh, but yeah, it it's delicious regardless of whether or not it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other recommendations? I'm yawning. I just finished a book by uh, David Bentley Hart, who I described as an unorthodox Orthodox theologian. Uh, it's called the Experience of God, mm-hmm. um, being consciousness bliss. It is I, – I think that David Bentley Hart can really only write polemics, and so it, it is more polemic than I would I would really think is appropriate for a book called The Experience of God. I don't know what that um, word means. Polemic is like uh, – it's kind of like diatribe. Okay. If that's helpful. A little more, but um, – it's, it's like you're – uh calling out something okay in a in a kind of a scathing tone that a strong verbal or written attack on someone or something 
Um, but basically, even his translation of the New Testament, uh, which I might have talked about on the podcast, um, is definitely like very polemic at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's basically his argument against the um, the understanding of God as a being. Okay. Um, or like one being among the other beings, as he says is often uh, lazily caricatured by uh, New Atheism and um, naively viewed by some theists. Um, so I think I think it's a great book to read if you're uh, a theist. Um, because it's it is a it is an understanding of God, but I think he he does emphasize the point that um, God is is transcendental in ways that we um, kind of lazily anthropomorphize anthropomorphize. Um, it's so it's important to to make those distinctions because. Being too anthropomorphic um, does lead to a lot of misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my final recommendation is to uh, just destroy all the fifty pence coins that you may have. Um, <laughs> I had one fall out of my bag recently, and I just found out today that it's seven sided, and it has dri- it's 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 been driving me crazy ever since I found that out. Why would you make a coin seven-sided? For the seven faces of God? <laughs> no. What are we? Westeros? Yeah. No. <laughs> and it's facets. Uh, but you can't hold the coin and be two flat sides at this directly across from each other. Like, why would? Why wouldn't you make it an even number of sides? I don't know. There's probably a reason. There is probably a reason, but it's been driving me crazy ever since. So, uh, deface all of your your fifty pence pieces. The penny, the British penny, is you know round, uh, so it's it's not an issue. I, I don't like the toonie mm-hmm. and the loony are I think are six sided. Uh, like, uh, what are you doing, fifty pence piece? Anyway. <laughs> That's a weird one. I'm, but. I'm curious. I'm try. I don't have enough time to read the Wikipedia page to figure out why it exists. Okay. But, well, I'll just have to do that on my own time. My my recommendation for this week is kind of a throwback. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, it's not that much of a throwback, but I think it's a throwback. You know, I recently re-downloaded a game on my phone that I haven't played for a long time. It's called Flow. If you're not familiar, it's the one with the pipes. Mm, still not familiar. You, are you serious, Austin? You've yeah. never played this game. Just show it to me. It's the game where like you have these dots and you have to connect all the dots and you can't have them like overlap. You've never played this game, Austin. Show it to me. Can you not see it on my screen? No, oh no, I, I'm always like three years behind where your voice is on the screen. Okay. I'm oh, showing... I've seen that. I've never played it. Okay, it's great. Um. If if you want to think about if if you want to talk about just other hobbies and interests of mine just in general, 
like spatial puzzle games are like mm. some of my favorite things. Um, so flow, it's a it's a great game. There's like endless levels, and um, I enjoy it a lot. It's simple. You can just kind of just you need to kill some time, play a couple levels. Mm. Um, but I used to play it like in college probably. But they didn't really have a smartphone in high for a smartphone in high school, but yeah. Oh uh, no, yeah, I uh, never played it. No, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it a lot. It there's all these like fancy games out there, and I'm just like these just aren't worth it, you know. Just go with the ones where you just you connect, know what? connect dots. I got to level thirty in Bubble Spinner the other day. Yeah, it was Dead. pretty. It was pretty amazing. Deadwell.com, always always a classic. Yeah. Well, that's that's that'll be my recommendation. I have another one, but I'll keep it for next week because I'm always okay. I'm always looking for recommendations. Uh, again, just showing the opposite of Austin and I. Uh, okay. Austin is an endless flow of recommendations, and I'm just like, play a iPhone game. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay, so one cool thing about the fifty pence piece, I was as I just have recently discovered it uh-huh. is a it's a shape of constant width so you could roll it endlessly but that does not justify it being <laughs> seven-sided like that's that's fun for like a novelty thing like oh show that to the kitties someday <laughs> oh look at my 50 pent piece look you can roll it and it's not even a wheel no uh does not unjustified mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. england get a <laughs> Control yourselves. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. That's been the podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>